Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Here we are once again for a new episode of Oops! The Podcast. Every week we do it. It's myself, Francis Ellis, and Julio Gallarotti. Hi, Julio. What's up, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. You're looking chipper as ever. Yeah, as are you. I wonder if there, if you've got a little bit of that afterglow on your face as a result of the roaring success that was <laughs> your New York Comedy Festival uh, premiere of Rwanda. Isn't that different? Yes. Is that right? Am I getting yeah, all that right? I actually it doesn't. I don't know how important the title is. It was a you know a night sort of anchored around. The videos that I had made when I went there, um, they had wanted to put on the show for the festival, which was very nice. It was nice to give it like a proper screening. We'd never actually done that. Um, and everything that kind of went around it, I was nervous because it was sort of like, there was a lot of experimental firsts in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt good about it, man. Um, I was so happy you could be there. And thanks to all the oops people who either tuned into the live stream or who bought tickets. Um Really happy to have you all there. You know, I didn't know much about what the format was going to be like. Mm-hmm. So, and I've obviously seen your Rwanda video. We mm-hmm. all loved it. It was yes, so cool you. when you, you posted that. Um, so the way that you came out and described the impetus for making that video, you sort of backed into it from a cultural perspective you provided your mindset at the time and also gave a lot of uh sort of i don't know background on on where your wanderlust stems from right right and this is all a lot of stuff that i had never heard before <laughs> and i'd almost be keen to ask you to regurgitate some of it for the podcast oh, because cool. I don't I was shocked that I was finding so much new information last night. In fact, almost a little annoyed. <laughs> because we talk endlessly. The and the fact that there's new information coming from you <laughs> makes me feel as if you've been hiding things. Well, as far as all the Rwanda video stuff goes, um you know, I did it can become one of those things where you carry on, you can carry on about it, you know. So I kind of have always felt the the uh, impulse to kind of fill people in on the highlights and not to carry on too much. But, you know, last night, the purpose of it was to carry on. Can I just say the fact that carrying on (laughs) is a fear of yours? It has never been a fear of mine in my life. (laughs) Carrying on, in other words, talking too much. That is not a fear of mine at all. 
which is a problem. It's a reason probably people get a little bit uh, thirsty when they're listening to me. But, you know, anyway, please carry on. Well, so I don't know. Was there anything in particular that stood out to you as something that was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Or I had never heard that. Well, tell the story about um, the first time that you said to yourself, "Uh, I want to be able to travel all the time. This is sick. Okay, so I was in college and I was doing sort of like the classic immigrant vacation. I don't know what it is about immigrant families, but like when you go to visit your family, you go for a really long time and you like stay at their house. So it's not vacation per se. So we go to Italy and I would just stay in my grandparents' house for like three weeks and you know, we'd all fight and have fun and eat, but it wasn't like vacation, you know? <laughs> and like in every summer, like I wouldn't go every summer. My dad would go every summer. Some summers I would go, some summers I wouldn't. This particular summer I went. And I sort of went reluctantly because, you know, when you're a teenager into college, like you don't want to leave your life. Mm-hmm. Your social life is so important. You have so much FOMO. Um, and I ended up, you know, going there and I had a buddy from college who lived in Germany and he's like, dude, let's hang out if you want to come visit. So I took the train from Italy to Switzerland where my boy picked me up and then we went to stay in, in his place in, in uh, Germany. And it's funny, I was so excited and like anxious about the trip that I actually didn't sleep at all. And I got on the train and I was so nervous that I was going to fall asleep and miss my stop that I like forced myself to stay awake and it was, became this stressful thing. Anyway, back to what I was talking about at the show last night, we were in, uh, the train goes through the Alps. It's this train, it's called the Cheese Alpino train and it's beautiful ride. They were telling me, so whatever, but you go in a tunnel and you're in a tunnel for a while and it was the middle of the summer and we popped out of that tunnel and it was just snowing. And I was like, this is so sick. Like. And suddenly, like, I felt the FOMO and everything just be completely lifted. And I felt so light and agile and, like... And present. Present. Was the word yeah, you used. And yeah, and present. And it was such a like, amazing moment that I, I've kind of been trying to sort of recreate that whenever I can because of how good it feels. And also, you kind of have this ability to sort of look back on your life and put things in perspective. And, you know, you get back home and within a couple of days, you lose it. But it's nice to like feel it in the moment, uh, and at that moment, yeah. I decided you you have there. alluded to this before, where you say that traveling really helps you to take uh, sort of a, a bird's eye perspective of your own life. Yeah, it's sort of like an out of body experience almost. And I think that's a really interesting thing, and something that people should uh, strive to do uh, the next time that any of you are fortunate enough to be traveling. You know think back to the life that you're coming home to and, and what you miss about it. And it should help you uh, appreciate the life that you've built and, and what you're away from uh, even more. Totally, man. And yeah, so I felt like with that, that whole thing I did yesterday as an intro, it was kind of different. I had never said a lot of that stuff on stage. So I was a little ner- I was kind of nervous. Cause usually like, as you know, when we do stand up, we run our shit a million times. And then when we do something new, we like slide it in the middle of stuff we've already done. So it's like, more of a process than people think. And it's not actually that nerve wracking, but you didn't miss a word. And this is what really blew me away was that, um, it felt to me as though you had really, really prepared for that. Oh, thanks man. And I said that to Hillary after I think, and she was like, he's been practicing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And, and and it showed and, and that's I hope that doesn't make you that that is a huge credit to no, you. No, it's, that in no way takes away. There I, was no dead air. Uh, it's there so were, nice to hear you say that. There was no um, dull moments. There was no point where I thought 
you know, move on. Like it, it just from the moment you took the stage through until the end, it was a dynamic, culturally immersive, uh, sort of gently teaching presentation, but that was not sermonic. I thought that you um, presented, you know, this this sort of conceit of um, this is why I wanted to go to Rwanda. People have misconceptions, which, you know, is another thing you've expressed before about like mm. wanting to disprove and allay people's fears about places in the world uh, that they might not want to visit because they they think they're dangerous or mm-hmm. and th- this is when I started laughing. This was the funniest oh, part of the night <laughs> because it was something that I was the only person laughing at. I heard Fr- I and I was said, dying. I hear Francis and he said I can hear you laugh. Francis laughing, <laughs> but you were like there are only a couple of reasons why I wouldn't go to a country. One is like what what did you say <laughs> the first like- one. In the midst of war. You were like in the midst of war or, you know, a failed state. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it would require a failed state. You don't hear that typically. Like, oh man, I'm going to skip, you know, fucking Botswana this year. The state has failed. You know, they're in the midst of a coup and nobody really knows what's what over there. Um, I mean, it's just so funny that your, your criteria for like saying, Ooh, I might, I might, uh, take the long way around is so, is so like insane. The, 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 the reasons are so few for why you would not go to a country. Um, whereas like, I'd be like, man, you know, I don't know how different it is from America, you know, or like. You know, there, there's not a whole lot. It's landlocked. Like, that would be another thing. <laughs> you know, like, you're like, oh, the, 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 the embassy's on fire, you know. Um, I was howling, dude. That's a failed right. state. It's just... So, okay, I don't want, I, again, it, it was your night, but no, I just dude. wanted to tell you that from my perspective, um, I learned a lot, and I also thought that, um, you know, you you were able to talk about being you know a guy going over to visit rwanda and 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 had this very almost impulsive but like you know on a whim purchase of your flight and um dude after a night of just getting bombed yeah (laughs) like i was i couldn't decide whether or not i was gonna go and then this is a thing that i do i've talked about this but like i'll get tuned up and then fucking book flights and wake up in the morning and figure it out and be like, fuck, I forgot I did that. <laughs> it's a good thing to do. And you also know you always typically have 24 hours to cancel a flight. That is true. Um, that is true. But I, I, I've done similar. In, yeah. I never, never to Rwanda, but <laughs> Sweden once I booked a flight uh, very last minute, which I think I've told you that story. I didn't know that you booked a last minute like that. but I, I think I booked it on a Tuesday for a Thursday. Dude, that's amazing. To go I love to it. Stockholm for four days. I love it. And I did stand up over there too. Amazing. Which was cool. But look, you. I thought presented this gentle, um, almost like thesis on, uh, on, on like, we can go to these places without coming off as like a white savior, you know, without sounding like you were preaching. You, you, you didn't bring race into it it was it was very like look just open your mind 
and you'll find commonalities mm-hmm. with people and places that you might never have thought you could. Mm-hmm. And it, what a wonderful message for the world. <laughs> I wish more. I hope a lot of people watch the live stream because it, it was encouraging. It made me want to, you know, travel and certainly be a little bit more open minded. And I, I think you that is something that is a, a, a huge character you know, piece of you and, 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 and a benefit and something that I cherish about you, uh, is how open-minded you are and like willing to, to bond with people. The last thing I'll say, there was a a class I took in college called community in America. And, uh, it was taught by a professor named Robert Putnam. And it was like the most Harvard class that I took. (laughs) It met at his house this guy oh, was awesome. like one of the most tenured, respected professors at at the entire university uh, in the government department, um, and he's been teaching on on community and you know in America for many many years. And it met at his house. It was a small seminar. It was only like twelve students. He had a lottery into it. His wife would make us tea and cookies at the half hour or the hour break in the middle. And we would sit in his living room around his fireplace on couches and he would be in a swivel chair and he would just like point at us and be like, what do you think of the reading? We'd read like 300 pages a week of his work and he would like play devil's advocate against us about the stuff he'd written. And it was so, you know, whatever. But um, the whole thing he talks about is this thing called, you know, in the 1950s and the 60s, like communities in America, neighborhoods were very closely bonded through church groups, softball leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could send your kids over to someone else's house and not worry about them. And they would like babysit for you for free, whatever. People, meals, like we'll cook for your kids, no problem. And, you know, with the growth of the suburbs and the internet, people have kind of nestled more into their own families. And there's been this breakdown of community in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he said that the thing that, that, that creates the, the strongest bonds, the most benefits for society are cross. I think they were called like cross cleavage bonds, which is when you bond with people who are not like you, whether it's, someone of a different religion or a different race. We This is like a thing we talk about on the podcast too, yeah. in general. It's like, uh, yeah, and, totally. And, and I think that, you know, I couldn't help but feel that this wonderful professor, Robert Putnam, had he watched your presentation last night, would have given you high marks. That's very uh, nice. For the cross-cutting bonds <laughs> that you have created. Page. I think, whatever, I can't even remember yeah. the exact term. I wrote like a 20-page final paper on this. <laughs> but many years ago. Anyway, that's my that's my take and uh I was I was really really impressed. Thanks, Were you man. happy? Very. And to be honest, so I appreciate hearing you say that because there was definitely a fine line of like so I wanted this to be funny, you know what I mean? And I was able to take a couple a couple bits that I do or a couple bits that I knew would go well with a set like this and kind of like weave them in. Um plus a ton of other stuff. And like you said, like it was really important to me to like convey the message effectively and with the proper wordage. So I was actually, I was practicing yeah, um, a lot uh, because I wanted to make sure that I got it right because some of the things like the words were so important to make some of the, the stuff hit land, mm-hmm. especially when it came to just like thematic stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the stand up bits are kind of like bullet points, but like some of the like quote message, you know what I mean? Uh, and also I just didn't, you know, you don't know where the laughs are going to come and yes. they were there and in ways where I didn't expect it. And that was, felt really nice. You, you, you 
you should go back and watch because there are stand-up bits that you found totally that you may right. not have known about. Know. There were a lot of really funny bits, dude. Yeah, thank you, bro. In thank there, you. Um, you, bro. and I, I think only because I'm a comedian did I have the ear to know, like, oh, I think that's probably a a, a bit Already he's been bit. doing. Right, right. Uh, I'm guessing like the the Russian change one at the TSA. Yep, that's a bit. Um, um, but but. Like, but it wasn't, it was very seamless. Thank you. It was very seamless. And there were a lot of things where I was like, if that isn't a bit, it should be. Uh, Do you know what I mean? And you should go back. I I will. So I, I was able to get the live stream, uh, like a copy. I I will have a copy of it. So if anybody wants it, I think I still will be able to like send to, uh, to like sell that in the future. If anybody's like missed it and wants to see it like dm me uh or dm us and we can figure that out um but dude so not only so i was happy with that i was like okay this is kind of the most nerve-wracking part of the night is like getting up there and like delivering this in a way that people are interested and i'm not putting people to sleep right so i feel like that went pretty well um and i appreciate you saying all that stuff um and then you know the screenings whatever that's easy stuff but then we're doing a live stream from africa they're both in different time zones in africa it's also like four and five o'clock in the morning in Africa and two or three days before the clocks had changed here. So we had done a tech rehearsal in when the time difference was different. And now it's, so it was just like this clusterfuck and there were just so many things that could have gone wrong. And the only thing that actually really ended up going wrong was the picture would come in and out every once in a while, but that was a problem on our end. It was no big deal. And I saw that. Thank God it wasn't that the audio was cutting out. That yeah. would have been a bit much bigger killer. It just felt like a screensaver thing. Yeah. It was yeah. It, you know, and I no, think no that problem. people got used to it pretty quickly and it wasn't a huge problem. Um, they were really insightful they and were fun. Fun and funny. So challenging for them. They can't see the audience. They're on Zoom, like answering questions. It was just, it was, it was challenging. These are his, these are his buddy, his correspondents in Rwanda. in Rwanda who are talking about comedy in Rwanda. And also telling the story of what it was like when Julio came to visit them after this very tenuous connection on Facebook. And what's funny about that is, and Hillary said this to me, I think this is true. She's like, it was funny how like, not only do people here think you're crazy, they thought you're crazy too. Yeah, and they didn't believe you. They were like, there's no way this guy's coming. There's no way he's coming. Like the one guy was like, I didn't believe it. You know, (laughs) this guy's full of shit. Just another guy who says he's coming to Rwanda, but he's not. And then he showed up. We were like, wait, really? You know, so funny. Um, Well, dude, I think this is a good opportunity to talk about one of uh, our new sponsors, which is called StoryWorth. Oh, good. Uh, It's a really cool. So, for example, for something like this, uh, you know, if one day I were to be doing my memoirs or something, StoryWorth is this really cool product that allows you to sort of tell your story. Um, and they ask you a series of questions over time. So like you'll get an email being like this, 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 and this, and you answer it. And then like after, you know, X amount of time goes by, you have a book. Oh, wow. It's a really cool, uh, it's a really cool product. Okay. Um, are you, are you responding to prompts? Is that kind of what you're doing? Yes. So they, they, they're literally emailing you. Um, and like, this is a, it's a really cool gift to give people too. So like. For example, if you you you'll end up learning shit about your family that you never knew. Oh, that's cool. So like, I give this gift, I give it to a as a gift to my mom, and my mom is going to answer all these questions, and in X Y Z amount of time, 
I mean, I have my mom's fucking life story. Yeah. And so the book isn't ready yet, but I'm already, my mom actually told me some of the, the questions that she had answered and stuff that I ended up learning about her that I literally never knew about. Like the way, like the nature with which her family separately came to America hmm. and how she, uh, just the whole process of that, what ship, like all this shit that I had never heard before. And it was just so interesting. And I can't wait for the final product to be done. Very cool. And it's super cool. And like you learn stuff about your family that you never knew before. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm. Uh, so it's pretty cool. So anyway, with story worth, uh, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. So if you go to storyworth.com slash oops, you'll be able to save $10 on your first purchase. That is storyworth.com slash oops to save $10 on your first purchase. So anyway, dude, last night was funny because as everybody, I think we talked about this on an earlier episode, but my, our, my and my girlfriend's parents met and I'm in the green room and I can actually hear them meeting each other. Oh, which is crazy. That's surreal. Like, Oh, hi. Like what a, what a like crazy moment. And I, like stakes are kind of high. I met all of Hillary's family as well. Yeah. yeah but I keep going. No, no, no. So, so it was, it was cool that there was so much of that happening. People in my life meeting each other, mm -hmm. so many important people in my life there. And it was also amazing how I got to tie in everybody who was there into the fucking show. Like literally I, I said your name by first name in the middle of my set. I said, Hillary's name. I said, talked about her family. I talked about my entire family. I talked about Ricky. I talked about like all these important people. Josh was there like as the opening act, like. It was so fun to be able to do something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it was very intimate and very personal. And uh, I think every, you know, it was so cool for your friends to sort of see you up there and, and, and this story that I'm sure people have not had your drive explained to them as clearly as you did. Yeah. Uh, you know, but it's very clear that there's there's though this is madness there's method in it right, right, uh, right. hopefully the, the, what what drives you to to sort of see the world totally. um here's a funny thing mm -hmm. a number of my friends came which was a so amazing too yeah yeah but, but get this Julia we what? did not talk to each other that we were all going are you serious <laughs> Which just further cements the fact that they are no longer my friends. They are our friends. Julio has thing. completely uh, bewitched my friend group. I'm a fungus. They are your friend group. enamored of him and they want to hang out with him and go to his comedy shows regardless of whether or not I'm there. So, dude, it's funny. I invited Abba and... I, so so it's funny. So Francis actually bought tickets to my show. I was like, dude, what are you doing? You don't have to buy tickets. Well, it's very you know, nice of you to support. support of so it ended up working out because they apparently had some limit on comp tickets and I would have ended up and they're like, we're going to have to subtract it from that. I was like, oh God, well, I guess it's good that Francis ended up buying tickets. Yeah. So I, I invited Abba and I think that Abba didn't realize that he needed a ticket. So, and it was funny. Like, once, <laughs> once he was there and he's like, dude, I'm not on the list. I wasn't going to be like, you need to buy a ticket. I was just going to try to like hook him up. So I was like, Two, I was like, the interns are coming to get you. But somehow he just sweet talked his way into the show, dude. He's a sweet talker. <laughs> I don't know how. Silver tongued devil, that young I don't know man. How he did it, but he just talked his way into it, which yeah, is so he's, funny. He's great. And then, so the other uh, two of your other friends who are a couple, I think that maybe uh, she is friends with Hillary's sister, and that's, that's how they. That's correct. Right. Which is so funny. Small world. Yeah, um, yeah. I love them. They're a great hang. Yep. Um, 
And it was so nice to see them there, dude. And that's so funny that you didn't know they were going to be there. I well, love it. It was almost like we, I think we found out a couple hours before. That's Someone was so like, You're not, are you going to Julio's tonight? And I was like, yeah, are you? What do you mean? <laughs> of, of course I am. Like, you you guys, all of you are? <laughs> it, was, it was great. Yeah. And uh, we had a, a really nice time. I'll say this, Julio. Yes. It was a Tuesday night. Yes. It was at started at 9 30 p.m it's a tough slot i have not <laughs> left my house on a tuesday night to go out that late in <laughs> years so we were getting dressed for a fancy night in new york city crazy wearing our bird dogs <laughs> as we do uh, you know, I'm in bird dog's pants. She's not, but she wishes she were. And, uh, you know, cause they're my favorite pants. I wear them to, to go out on, you know, really cosmopolitan evening to see my yeah. friend, Julio Gallery, Galrati, star of the New York comedy show, uh, <laughs> you know, doing his premiere of this crazy, amazing thing in my bird dog's pants. Those are the pants that I feel most comfortable in that I feel sexiest in it's, it's nighttime. It's New York. It's cool. It's hip. It's in bird dogs. Beautiful. Those are the pants you need. Built-in underwear liner, extremely comfortable. They look like dressier pants, but they feel like pants that you could run down a train in. <laughs> you could catch a train that had already left the station. Dude, in. that's great. Uh, Bird Dogs pants. Buy your pair now. You'll get you know, buy, buy shorts too. Uh, joggers, joggers, any all. of their. What amazing a versatile products. product! Such a good pro- lineup. Uh, promo code is oops. And you'll get a, a, a Nerf football, a type of, you know, not a Nerf football, but like a Vortex type football with your first purchase. Birddogs.com, get your stuff now. We were putting on our clothes for like a night in the city at, you know, 8.45 and looking at each other being like, what is happening? You know, <laughs> is this in another time zone? Like, why are we, why are what we leaving right now? Because we cooked dinner. We did, we had all, we did all the things we would normally have done. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't like we went out to dinner and then came to your show. We cooked dinner at home and had this quiet dinner so in our quiet. pajamas and shit That's and then hilarious. had to shower <laughs> from dinner it's and crazy. then go put on fancy city clothes. It's so funny. Get in an Uber, come, go to the show, have a couple of drinks and then take an Uber home. Dude, it's so funny. And let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all hanging out after your show. Hugs and kisses. Congratulations, Julio. Awesome, awesome all the way around. You guys are, you know, cooking up some kind of like, well, let's go to a bar. Let's do mm-hmm. this. And Sierra turned to me and she said, I got to go home. I got to go to bed. <laughs> we're not a big, dirty talking couple. That was the most erotic thing I have ever heard her say to me. <laughs> I don't get it. Just because you wanted to go to bed too? She has never been the one of us oh, to right. say, Hilarious. let's go home, <laughs> let's go to bed. That's me. One eye wear that. Always. Cross. Dude, I That's love me it. to a T, and it's me saying it, pleading with her. just let me go if you don't want to come that's fine i have to go my time is up i have seen that happen many times yes and for her to be the one being like kim is it all right if we go home and go to bed was like oh my god finally for once you know like all this time so dude that's so uh, i was so happy and you know 
I didn't think you would mind that we were not at skipping all. out on the late not night party. But you texted me at one thirty in the morning, so you guys must have been out pretty late. So we actually weren't. It's funny. Um, we went out and then slowly everybody kind of started like i was ready to have a night dude i racked up like a fucking big bar tab at some like random bar which by the <laughs> way dude we walked in there there was like what two people in there one of them was like i'm pretty sure a homeless guy watching shit on an ipad so this bar was like shutting down the yeah. bartenders were so fucking nice and friendly oh, nice. and like it was wonderful like i i, I was so happy because especially in that neighborhood the, a lot of these bars tend to like hate the patrons like you ever go to like some divey bar in the LES and the bartenders just hate everyone there? That's the Lower East Side. Yeah, sorry. Out the Lower East for Side. For anyone out there. Like, dude, I went to a bar the other night and the bartender begrudgingly took my order. And then I watched him pour me a drink without pouring the alcohol in it. And then when I said, I watched you not pour alcohol in it, he goes, I poured out. There's alcohol in that. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. Like, just to like be a dick. Like, he was like treating me like I was some like wasted, and which it wasn't even the case, dude. I was like sober at this bar. Oh, weird. Whatever. Sorry, that's that's not to get off the topic. You, you know what? You know what pisses me off about bars. I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> is when you go into a bar that is low key or quiet. There's not many people in there, and you're you, you you have you ever done this? Like, there's you know ten people, eight people, and you say, I wanna, I wanna put the the let's let's floor it a little bit for a second here. Let's. <laughs> Let's uh, set the night afire, ablaze. <laughs> I'm going to order a round of shots for everyone. Oh, man. But then you ask them, how much does a shot cost? What's a shot? Oh, of? and they're like $13. And they're like, oh, shots are $9. And you're like, well, what if we ordered in bulk? Is there some <laughs> sort of bulk discount for shots? Or the fact that, you know, there's nobody here. Can you give us some right, kind of right, discount right. for the fact that we're going to order... 10 shots yeah and and they don't shots i don't think should have a unit price i think they should be contingent upon the environment the timing if i'm at a very crowded bar right and it's bumping on a friday night and i order 10 shots by all means rip my face off <laughs> charge me 15 dollars a shot i get it that's peak hours you know shots whatever go for it I'm, I, I i understand what i'm signing up for but if i'm in a quiet bar and you know that you know you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. I, I did just, I, for some reason i think there should be a sliding scale why are you charging me 120 dollars for shots why this would and also why would i order a nine dollar shot if for like a dollar more i can get a drink that's gonna take yeah. me 44 times as long to drink <laughs> That I can drink over the space of 44 <laughs> lifetimes of one shot. That's fucking great. I don't man. know, man. I, I just. I feel you. I feel you, dude. Shots are just the biggest fucking scam in the I game. But they are fun. They are fun, man. I mean, my favorite thing about a bar is when they have Stewart Spike Seltzer. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, you would like that. I do, too. That is my favorite thing about. Dude, so this is a really fun development about Stewart Spike. So currently, you guys know this is one of our favorite beverages. They're one of our beloved sponsors. Um, currently you can find Stewart Spite Seltzer in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Colorado, and Hawaii. Oh <laughs> boy. Hula hula. Hula hula. Hawaii. Dude. Are they a big hula hooping country state? Fucking hell. I falling think, apart. <laughs> is it? Is, yeah, I don't know. It's confusing. What is hula hula? Why did I say that? Who isn't it Luau? Yeah, there you go. Dude, is this literally <laughs> just a bit from Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Is it? 
like I because he's like Lou Hula, and he remember when he's talking to what's his name on the Zoom call, Bill Hader, uh-huh. and he's like Hula. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, what yeah, 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 with yeah. The, yes, yeah, with the green screen, funny. whatever. Um, Hawaii turn of events, love it. You guys out there in Hawaii, grab yourself some Stewarts. We absolutely love Stewarts. It's an incredible beverage. Sparkling, refreshing, 100 calories per can, zero to one grams of sugar, one gram of carbs, gluten-free, all the good stuff. And you can really tap into your childhood nostalgia. Mm. You know what I mean? They really pay homage to some of the classic soda flavors, the root beer, uh, the orange cream. They also have uh, the black cherry, which I think doubles as both a modern and a kind of nostalgic flavor. Oh, yeah. It does. And the raspberry lime, uh, which is also a great flavor. One that one I like a lot. That's the new one I like. We really like that one. Uh, if you can't find it, you can go to the website. Uh, they have a store locator at stewartspiked.com. Uh, that's stewartspiked.com. Uh, check out the store locator or hit up their Instagram at stewartspiked, uh, and you'll be able to find it. People hit us up uh, about trying to get it. It really is a wonderful item. And they're sponsoring our live shows. That's it. Which we love we're going to be excited to see you guys at Shout December 1st and 7th. Shout out Stuart Spiked. Shout out to Stuart Spiked. Best in the biz. Get yourself get yourself some cans. Um, speaking of which, actually, Ryan, can you pass me one of those? They actually have these new cans now uh, that are pretty sweet. I just want to show this to the to the camera for anybody watching YouTube on, on, the, on the YouTube ski. Um, but as you're doing that, I read an article about... Uh, check it out. I read an Fire article cans. about Hawaii... Mm-hmm. That said that uh, you know home ownership in Hawaii has risen insanely as it's it like did a in many thing? places. But people working from home, you know, especially the Silicon Valley crowd, mm-hmm. has bought houses out in Hawaii and they go out there and they just stay out there forever. And even though it's driven home prices up and you know it's crazy, apparently people who have been living in Hawaii a long, long time actually prefer that to the droves of tourists that just come in for seven days at a time oh that makes sense because people who are kind of a little more situated and there that's better for them you know less traffic less less craziness and you're just like you're like showing that you're willing to you know not just show up and pollinate with your crap and leave like you're (laughs) you're going to chill you know like you're you're going for it dude hawaii is awesome it's fucking amazing it is the it is i would i would even argue that it's underrated i agree because it flies under the radar because it's a state the fact that it's a state totally is i love hawaii i've only been one time same and i loved it and it's mind-blowing how good the weather is how great the water is the food the activities if you could buy a house Right now, mm-hmm. in any of the 50 states, which state would you buy a house in? New York, of course. Is that an of, of course? For me, yes. It's and you're course. saying New York City? No, maybe the Hamptons. Mm. The Must old buying nice. the Hamptons, rent in the city. I mean, Julia dude, listen. just got a Hamptons house. For, the, nice. <laughs> for the sake mm. of discussion. Uh, yeah. You know. that's that, So that's your number one is New York. Yes. Ha- Hamptons. Yeah. What about you? I would need to think more about it. Yeah. I don't know that I have a ready answer. There was definitely a top five. Okay. I mean, you it. know me. Jackson Hole, Wyoming is going to be right up <laughs> there. Up at there. The top of How is that not going to be? Yeah, up but there? so is so is Sun Valley, Idaho. Oh yeah. I have to say, uh, like Ketchum, sort of Sun Valley. So that's Mountain House, and then I don't need. I wouldn't need a house in Maine because we just go to my family house, right? So even though Maine would be a state that if whatever, 
New York, the thing is, is that I don't know where I'd want that house to be, mm-hmm. whether it was in the city mm-hmm. or in the suburbs or in, as you said, the Hamptons. Does apartment or- count as house for the sake yeah, of yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then maybe the city. I um, thought you meant house itself. Yeah. I can say definitively that I do not think I'd want a house in California. Interesting. Which a lot of people might put California. Yeah, up there. They might. Yeah. I'm still afraid of the earthquakes. That's so funny. That's such a like Northeast person. It's funny. That's a very my parents thing. Like my parents are very concerned about natural disasters. Yeah. Which I've a girl. I grew up being afraid of them too. I'm and pretty I, afraid of natural disasters. I've now realized though that it's kind of like not something worth being afraid of. Besides like fires. Fires apparently seem like the realest risk. Knock on fucking wood. You know what I mean? Like the craziest earthquake will hit the West Coast now after I say this. But like, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not scared of them at all. Mm. But I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just I I'm trying to think fires. What is the natural disaster you fear the most? That I fear the most? I don't I, I gotta be honest, I don't really fear any of them. Like global warming, bro, is the natural disaster I fear the most. Yeah. And it's the one that is happening gradually and constantly. And I hope that we can get to net zero less, mm. like we're trying. Our mm. girl Greta Thunberg out there hustling. I could see you having a thing with her when she, <laughs> I think she's underage, but I could see you like going on a date with her if you were single <laughs> uh, when, when she's a grown up. I, ag- I agree with that. Like you'd be like, this chick, man, <laughs> she's got some cool stuff yeah. going on. Oh, shit. Oh, she's 18. Oh, shit, brother. Oh, wow. For once, I don't oh, have to damn, cover my brother. tracks. <laughs> uh, Dude, I saw a really funny meme of this woman mowing her lawn in Missouri. I think Kenny DeForest posted this. You know Kenny? No. He's a funny comic. I think he may live in LA now. But anyway, good guy, funny comic. I think he's from Missouri, and he posted this meme of this woman mowing her lawn with, like, the biggest tornado you've ever seen in the background. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and, like, I think that that just really describes people being afraid of other people's natural disasters in a way that's unreasonable. Because people still live in all these fucking places. You know what I mean? Well, that, that's the thing to me is, is, is Tornado Alley is the one where I just don't understand. I don't understand how. And that's, that's a naive thing to say because people's jobs are there. They, they, their families have been there. It's where they was, were raised. And, yeah. But I just don't. How many times can you pick up the pieces of your destroyed house? Totally. And, and this rebuild? is the thing, dude. This is the thing about tornadoes that I've learned. I don't know if this is obvious or not. But. I think the reason that maybe you're willing to take the risk is because tornadoes don't make any sense. So like your neighbor, you're the person across the street, their entire house could be leveled and your house could be completely fine and not even touched. Mm. So it's almost like one of those things where it's like, well, I have a good chance of being fine. Let's cross roll our fingers dice. and hope Let's it's roll all right. the dice. Yeah. But tornadoes are fascinating and crazy. I, but they don't scare me that much. What's this? What's the thing you're the most scared of? Of those. I think flooding is the thing that I I fear a lot. Yeah, I I just think the water gets pretty dirty. I I wouldn't want to be you know clinging to a, a yeah dude. the the plastic door of a porta potty as a dead cat yeah. floated by me trying to dude, walk absolutely. down a street where the water is up to your neck and you don't know what you're stepping on. It could be a you know a bramble bush dude or it could uh, yes. be a the the lunch lady from the local <laughs> high school. Oh my god what a nightmare i mean how carefully are you walking down that flooded street uh, dude that's very funny. i would be so terrified plus you know doesn't the water get electrified uh, maybe down power lines it, yeah i don't know exactly how that works i know it's contaminated dude right? i got stuck in that that crazy random flash flood that happened 
I remember that in Queens. And dude, I, I was trudging through knee high, waist high water. That's a fear of and mine. And I threw out my I had to I threw out my shoes at the end of the night. I have a huge Those fear of of not of of walking through deep water and not not knowing what was you know you 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 bash your foot or your shin against a exposed piece of steel and you cut yourself and now you're infected in tennis there's a movie um, dude. i think it's called the impossible and oh my about, god it was about the tsunami in thailand thailand that terrifying movie is terrifying that movie is devastating dude it really is you mcgregor naomi watts yes that's right and what a movie tom holland and it put him on the map for spider-man interesting did you know that? No, I did not. I did not know that. Yeah. But, but listen, man, when when you're in the midst of a natural natural disaster, it is important to have good cell service. It is, and that is why we recommend getting on board with the affordable and wonderful Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, the best, <laughs> uh, as far as I can tell, the best carrier for uh, finding out where your family is in the uh, aid tent. Absolutely. I did. I got to say, I'm crushing these fucking ad inserts today, man. Like, wow. <laughs> fucking give it up for me. Quick round of applause for Galarati. Um, But dude, yeah, Mint Mobile is no joke. It's a great, affordable uh, alternative to your traditional uh, to your traditional cell phone plan. I mean, this holiday season, the best deal in wireless can only be found at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you get another three months free. That's, that's a pretty crazy. As the first company to sell premium wireless service only mint mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month that's crazy dude think about how much money you can save not only paying 15 dollars a month but also getting three months free you fucking go ball out at the bar dude shots for everybody it's a lot of money dude <laughs> well anyway for a limited time buy any three month mint mobile plan and get three more months free by going to mintmobile.com slash oops that's mintmobile.com slash oops. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash oops. Um, dude, back to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, that, if that weren't so far away, that would be the state that I would yeah. probably buy. And you know, Hawaii for- makes Florida look like a fucking country fair. <laughs> Hawaii is superior. Dude, so I was watching a bo- uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat documentary. Ooh, Basquiat. He, if I were a wealthy rapper, I would buy one of his pieces. So, dude, he... $20 million painting. Know, dude, he um, loved Hawaii. That's cool. And one of the things he said, which really resonated with me, he's like, you can go to this like prehistoric, unbelievably exotic place and still buy your favorite toothpaste. That's exactly right. Which and is like pretty convert crazy. currency, you know. Yeah, there's no sort of like adapt adaptation curve there. Like you can just go and do your thing and like get to experience something incredible. There was a kid that went to school with me who had grown up in Hawaii. Oh, really? And his parents were like surgeons. They were just, you know, they had, it, it's it's strange to, when I think of Hawaii, I think of honeymoon, paradise. Mm-hmm. vacation but to remember that there is totally normal infrastructure schools you know life hospitals all of that people grow up there yeah, uh, yeah as a u.s state is is sort of a wake-up call and this kid did that and then he came to harvard and i have to tell you he was so pleasant and so well-mannered it's a great guy and did do the kind of like hang loose mahalo like amazing surfer 
you know, super shredded guy. Um, and he's now, he went to medical school. Now he's going to be a, a really successful plastic surgeon. He's really, really smart guy. You just love to see it, dude. You love to see w it. W for the boys. But I just have to think, man, like, <laughs> is it even possible to be raised to, to, to complain about your childhood if you grew up in Hawaii? I'm sure there's things. There's you know, probably. I'm sure there's, there's stuff. I know there's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, like anywhere. But, but. dude, uh, it's funny. I have this like remorse about the weekend that I went to Hawaii that I'd actually like to. I've never actually realized I wanted to talk about this, but I, I need to. So I, a little backstory. I did a show for these people. I, I did a show at Caroline's. I must have been like 25 at the time. And I get a, a text from like the booker who's like, hey, these people at the show want your number. They want to, I was like, all right, that's random, but okay. So they call me and they're like, Hey, would you want to come perform at, uh, my husband's 50th birthday party? He, he, you reminded him a lot of his son. Um, cause I guess he, he was remarried. He had a son from, and he, he's like, we'd love to have you. And I was like, Oh, this is random. Right. Uh -huh. Um, and that's one of the things I was referring to yesterday where my parents were like, don't go, you're going to get murdered. You know what I mean? And then it ended uh -huh. up being this wonderful time. They were so nice. So anyway, they invited me to stay at their house in Hawaii. Um, wow. when I was in, L I was living in LA and dude, so when I was living in LA, it was like, I had a great time, but it was kind of like a dark time for me too, because my agent at the time, like just wasn't returning my calls. I was supposed to be auditioning. I wasn't doing anything. I had, I was broke and it was like a pretty stressful time. So they invite me to Hawaii. I was like, Oh my God, it's so nice. Right. So I scraped together whatever money I have, buy a flight there. I go and stay with them for the weekend. I had a great, they, they were, they hosted me. It was so nice. And I like, didn't fucking bring them a gift, dude. Like, Oof. I didn't even realize that that was, like, I, I I still was maybe just, like, a man boy. Like, I just didn't realize that, like, not everyone's your dad. And, like, you need to, like, you know what I mean? I, like, hadn't. Not everyone's your dad. I hadn't realized that yet. I hadn't realized that in life you, like, need to, like, be polite and, like, do, you know. And but that's I, something you learn. You learn that. I hadn't learned that yet. And I feel really guilty about it. And I want them to know that I regret that and that I'm sorry. And you know what you should do to the Allens. You That's should. The... You should. You still know who they are. Yeah. Could you find them? Of course they do. They call me on my birthday. Why don't you send them a gift? I should send them a gift. Send them a "Oops, the podcast" T-shirt, like the one gift. you're wearing. I'm gonna text them as right well now. as you know, uh, something cool like some really, really nice scuba or snorkeling gear. Um, dude, I'm texting him right now. Uh, he's gonna think he's gonna think I'm sending him a save the date, dude. What's your address? <laughs> uh, um, wow, dude, it. so funny. But anyway, so yeah, I feel bad about that. All right, well, and, I got uh, a I got a question for me, you. Hit me, hit me with the good stuff. Okay, so you know, you know, I we talk about hero fantasies all the time. We do, but we I do. got I got a very important one for you, uh, and I think it, it, this reads well on the heels of the natural disaster discussion, but. Would you rather, I'm going to give you three options okay. for how you save someone's life, okay? And you got to tell me which one you would like to do the most. Okay. Number one, you see someone choking at a restaurant and you perform the Heimlich maneuver. Okay. Okay? Number two, you see someone uh, pass out, heart attack or something, and you perform CPR. Okay. Or number three... You see someone completely engulfed in flame, <laughs> and you <laughs> you wrap them in a blanket and beat them and extinguish them the, from from being on fire. Dude, first, there's I have a couple of side thoughts. First of all, the idea of somebody on fire like there's this very like 
there's this very specific like flail that that person has. Oh yeah, they're sort of like doing this like back and forth. Like, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. The thriller dance. What's the word for that? Emulation. Emulation. Yeah, self emulation is, is yes. That's a Lighting great word. Fire. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the Francis word of the episode. Um, no, I, that's a you word. That's really good. <laughs> thank you. Um, I needed help, but dude. So um, now let me just let me just preface this with: there's no like Squid Game element to this, where like the other two people die, right? I just no, to, no. Yeah. It's not that weird. It's just okay. I mean, there's an obvious answer to me. CPR is the obvious answer. Really? Why is that? Why? Julia, Julia, why is that obvious? Because that is the most skilled technique of the three. Oh, okay. So Uh, it's the biggest flex. See, I'm glad you say that because that was my reason for why I would choose one. And I have a different answer. My my answer is which, which method of saving someone will garner the most praise the most uh you know what a wonderful person thank god you were here like can't believe you did this yeah and you think cpr i mean it's the only one of the three that requires certification dude yeah but fucking minimum wage earning lifeguards have it totally but they still need to learn it like heimlich is pretty straightforward i know that there's a technique but like you can figure it out all right, but and someone the, bl- in and a the state- fire thing, you just fucking throw in the blanket mm, on them. There's more to the fire. There's more to the fire save. And and number one, and number two, you know, you're at a steakhouse. Someone's choking on a piece of steak. Uh, you'd be surprised how many people will just be like, somebody help him instead of. I know that's true. Being like, we all possess the knowledge to perform the Heimlich maneuver because not true. everyone does. Tr- unfortunately, that is true. Um, and tragically, you know? I think. I think that to your point, you can perform the Heimlich and extinguish the the guy on fire with less accuracy or technique than you can CPR. I think CPR demands the most technique. You could almost, well, you could certainly do the fire and you could probably do Heimlich just from having seen those in movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Right? Yeah, and to be honest, dude, as I think about this, like I had a loved one who unfortunately choked to death. Oh my god! And like, I how much I would love to have been able to be there to give her the high. Were you there? No. But like to your point, like I maybe it's not as straightforward as of a thing as it seems. You know what I mean? Like it requires like I I don't know specifically what happened there. I, mm. I, we don't even need to talk about it. I'm sorry to like bring the mood down. No, it's um, okay. But it's. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's not maybe it's not as easy as it seems or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know I, I I feel confident I could probably do the Heimlich, and I think I could do. I, I but here's the thing with the fire guy. You say you just wrap him in a thing. Mm-mm. No. I think you got to wrap him up, tackle him to the ground, and roll <laughs> around with him. It's probably true. I think you got to do all those things. That's probably true. That's yeah. probably true. I you know yeah that's probably true. Um so for me the fire um I think it's probably yeah I don't have any confidence in my CPR ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think I think that uh well Heimlich Heimlich is pretty dramatic. You know you get that sort of 
yeah. ejaculate uh, of the <laughs> of the of the blockage. Yeah, right. It's almost like a celebratory firework. Totally signifying I've saved this it's a man. Trophy. Look at that. There it is. Yeah, you know, totally. be totally. sure to chew your pig in a blanket a little more next time, right, right. sir. <laughs> and then he's like, well, thank you for saving my life. Would you like to spend a weekend at my house in Hawaii? Right, 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 right. Now, the fire guy is the most eye-opening. It's, it's sort of the most jaw-dropping spectacle of heroism. Yeah, absolutely. And my the only problem is the person on fire. It's like, dude, how, how did you get on fire, dude? Like, what, I know, especially you... engulfed in flame. <laughs> how are you engulfed in flame? Not just like, a, oh, his sleeve <laughs> went into the burner for a minute there. Hold tight. We'll run that under the <laughs> this guy running like sink running no, down the I street mean, like a Tibetan monk, dude. Like a, like, like a stunt. It's crazy guy, you know, trying to perform it in a John Wick movie. Um, <laughs> I, I think the I think the fire guy. It's rare that you're going to be somewhere where you're going to kind of come across a, a guy completely engulfed in flames. completely on fire where it's like you have you have the <laughs> have a weighted blanket handy and it I did. can put him out <laughs> there's a stock audio uh sound and using tons of movies that's always associated with somebody on fire really you know what i'm talking about i don't know i don't know specifically i might throw it in if, uh, yeah, please. yeah, yeah. If you can find it, it's, yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. So yeah, that's a good one. That's you know, we'll stuff. we'll come back with some more next week. As we were doing that, I thought of some more. I think another really, really good one is uh, seeing that a child has chased a bouncing ball out into the street, and a bus <laughs> is careening down at them, and you run and you not you just you just throw the child out of the way, and you dive to get out of the bus. Maybe it clips your foot. A, a shoe goes flying. You're okay. But everyone realizes just how close that was. <laughs> everyone, man, Have saving you seen a Pet child. Cemetery? No, at the beginning, of I Pet read the Cem- book. So at the beginning of Pet Cemetery, like literally one of the opening things, they they buy a house on this. You see their really kid, fast, and then yeah. you see car driving by fast. You're like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah, of course. But that would have been a perfect opportunity. Was that a good movie? Uh, no, but yes, if that makes I sense. I know what you mean. It's I iconic. Would, yeah. Like you're like, oh, this started something. Wait, was it the original one that you watched? The movie, yeah, because the, they remade it. I watched the original. Oh, it's, okay. it's a classic. Yeah, okay. Um, and I can imagine how the book was incredible. The book scared the shit out yeah, of me. I read, one of those, it, read it way yeah. too young. It's one of those movies like you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Evil yep. Dead, where it's like a little culty, mm-hmm. but it's great. So yeah. it's like worth watching. Cool. Um, yeah. Agent Cody Banks with Frankie Muniz in the yeah. early two thousands. There was a, a scene I believe where a kid is hops into the driver's seat of his mom's car and then accidentally puts the car. In neutral and it rolls down the hill. And, and he has to save Frankie muses, muses saves the I don't kid. want to spoil it, but well, you got to watch the movie. I don't think too many people are going to be like, God, no, I've got to listen thing. to their recommendation of that film. Um, guys, I want to take a moment to remind you uh, to check out HelloFresh. HelloFresh. What a great product. And if, if you're asking, what is HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh. To make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. I know that for me, it's really helpful because when I shop, dude, like a lot of the time, I don't end up eating all the food, which is which sucks. Yeah, I I, I know that you have your your food waste is a huge huge problem for me. You're you're pretty good. It seems like at least my perception of you is that you're good about it. 
because you now are so you know what you need. And well, also my guilt manifests in uh, almost putting myself in harm's way, where I will eat expired foods, right, right, right. for the sake of not seeing them go to waste. Dude, totally. But I mean, with HelloFresh, I would solve that problem. It's amazing. HelloFresh offer, offers fifty menu and market items to choose from every single week, dude, including in vegetarian, calorie smart, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. And ingredients travel from the farm to your door within a week. So you get the convenience without skimping on the quality. Uh, if you guys go to HelloFresh.com right now, uh, HelloFresh.com slash Oops14 and use code Oops14, you can get up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Oops14. Use code Oops14 for up to 14 free meals and three Free gifts. Yeah, so check out HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Um, dude, so not uh, to circle back, it was really funny last night how I heard like multiple people talking about cheesecake with my family. Mm. <laughs> that was hilarious. We have an, and this brings to mind another thing we have to talk about, but, but, but keep going. Yeah. So my dad is funny. He's like, you know, fucking Francis, man. My dad like thinks you and him are fucking best friends. We, now, we are. Right? Which I know, I know, but it's In funny. fact, you're wrong <laughs> in thinking we're not. I'm not suggesting that we're, I'm wrong. About we are it. closer than you think. I know, I know. We so, are bonded. So my dad's like, fucking Francis, man. You know, we were talking about cheesecake. You know, he was saying how he wished the crust was a little different. He's like, man, fucking Francis. I did say that, and I think I, <laughs> I, think I angered him. No, you didn't. I had an opinion. Of, we were talking very, very <laughs> animatedly about the cheesecake, right? <laughs> and I said, listen, if I have one pe- thing that I that we were like, it's light, it's fluffy, it's got that zesty kind of, and we're we're going on and on, and we're on the same page, same page. I said, if I had one complaint. It's that I wish that the crusts were a little denser, a little more graham crackery, a little more crumbly. And he did not, he he almost went, oh. oh as in like, oh, you, you have a problem with yeah. my recipe? The cheesecake is infallible in our family. It family. is. And I realized I felt, I felt like I had overstepped. Dude, definitely not. Um, and it's funny because everybody be, oh, the cheesecake's so good. And my family, they all love to reply the same way. They go, oh, you know, it's light. They love to just talk about how it's light. Ah, it's light. I heard them say it like 90 times. It's Zio like, Butch talking about it. It's almost like an angel food cake, <laughs> cheesecake. It's so light. Course you paste you when you're in Brooklyn. Check it out. I think, dude, I I, I can confidently say this. We're going to give one away at the, our live yeah. show. It is, the, live it is the nitro cold brew of cheesecakes. <laughs> it's as though it's been pumped full of nitrous oxide to give it that fluffy egg whitey type uh, <laughs> consistency. It is it is a hell of a cheesecake, I'll say that. Uh, now, dude, fun. in addition, one more thing about your parents. I was talking to your parents about you know, your travels. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to so is there a way the, to tell this without spoiling spoiling it? Have we not talked about where you're going? No. Wait, so I'm trying to think when this episode comes out. We shouldn't t- we shouldn't talk about it on this episode. We should talk about it okay. on on a latter episode because I don't want to. Yeah. All right. Well, then Ryan, just strike. no, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. We can keep this in here for now. So I want you. You guys can kind of just try to guess where I'm going. You're you keeping want. your trip a secret. No, pe- people in my life know. I have te- I have introduced where I'm going to my parents in a way 
that sort of allevi- is going to alleviate the stress from them. But the way you told me that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Uh, we should save it. Save it? Okay. All and right. and it, you guys will enjoy it because there's another anecdote here about Francis almost sort of blowing it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, no, but it's fine, dude. I've... It's funny that we have done that we have done that to each other. I happened to arrive right as Francis was about to potentially do it. And I don't know how you were going to actually end up saying it, but I was able to intervene. I was going to say the thing you said oh, that right, was right. so funny. <laughs> Which is funny. And I think they actually forgot that I was going on a trip. Mm. But I told them and I, I I literally had a talk with them about it. So I don't feel bad that they forgot. That's all right. Bad, you know. Right. Um gotcha. But fucking LOL, dude. <laughs> um lol 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 um i i saw somebody at the show last night who uh, is an oops listener who we have bonded she was in the peace corps in comoros uh which is an african uh, island nation i believe um and we've talked a ton about sort of africa and uh misconceptions and da- her name is danielle it was great to see her there uh she's like a, a solid oops fan too so that was cool oh yeah and, i uh, met her she was yeah, really nice she's cool yeah um, but dude, yeah, fucking funny. What a funny, a lot of funny stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great time of year. This lead up to Thanksgiving, Christmas, people are I don't know. People are in for in people good are form. up for shit. People, people are, are up for form. shit, dude. Hundred yeah. percent, very cool. Um, but dude, yeah. Anyway, it's it's a good time to be in the mix in New York City. That's for sure. Um, it's nice to see Kojai back in the mix. He's back. We really missed him. Uh, you know. Sierra's mom, he's technically her dog, mm-hmm. or or their dog, and but they they go to Miami a lot, uh, and they're building. I've said this before. Uh, I don't know if you have. So they have a really nice place in Miami, and uh, and they, but it, I their building doesn't allow dogs. Oh wow! So when they go down there, I did not know this. That's sort of why we originally were sort of taking him for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then in COVID, they were spending more and more time down there, so we sort of just had kojai for longer and longer but when they come back they want to they hang want with him. kojai so we reluctantly give him up but when he's gone i mean we don't even get along with each other <laughs> morale is down the, the apartment is cold <laughs> it's cold it's lifeless we are qu- quick to anger uh you know the he softens moods warmth yeah, I'm feeling everything. Everything he is a sponge of negativity and and a radiator of joy. Up of positivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's funny. It's it's so it's so fitting that he's golden. He just shines like the sunlight that he brings. <laughs> dude, whenever he leaves, I'm like, is Kojai just like going to get work done? Like he's always like going on vacation, dude, and then coming back looking a little different. They're like, oh, they fed him. I'm like, I think Kojai's just getting filler, dude. He got, he got, he he did put on some <laughs> some paunch, some grandma weight. He did, yeah. Him. Oh my god, I have something to tell you. I th- oh. and I don't, I don't like that. This is what it reminded me of. But um, do you remember when we talked about, uh doormen are doormen yes one of our doormen passed away what yesterday what on the job what do i is this somebody who i would recognize yeah (gasps) no dude that is terrible and it he had a heart attack (gasps) and uh the bigger guy oh my god dude that guy i fucking love that guy dude he was in my doorman fantasy which we've talked about. I don't. I, I forget which episode, but like the guy who I picture coming to my house with a with with chips or whatever. Hey, is the game on? Uh, like yeah. He is the 
the star of that fantasy. Yeah. Damn. I mean, man. he was the star of this building. Everybody loved him. I, it, it's so fresh and recent that it's, I don't even know what to oh make of it. Oh my God, dude. But you know something I realized? Uh, I mean, he, he you know, we, we, we've learned that he, that he, he, he passed away like at Sitting the desk. in the chair. Yeah. Like he's, oh my God, dude. Well, this, so fuck, by the this time episode he, is dedicated to him. Dude. Yeah, for sure. Shout out Pete. Shout out to Pete. Um, Jesus. I know. And I don't mean to be super heavy, but no, no, it's okay. something interesting occurred to me in this, which is that of all the people I I have known in my life who have passed away, he is the person that I saw most recent wow. to their passing. Wow. Wow. I've never... In my life, there's never been anyone else who I saw as close to their passing as as he was, which is very jarring. It's like it you, you puts you in an existential, existential crisis it, immediately. You know, you hear every human life is precious. Boy, yeah. you don't take Holy anything shit, for granted. Th- that hit me harder than. Wow any grandparent people that i was you know closer to even damn dude in that life was so normal our exchanges were so normal i saw him the the day before i probably saw him the day of i see him every day and uh sorry man yeah it's a bummer no i mean everyone's devastated uh he was a great guy and uh yeah hard to believe especially since we had talked about Tort our doorman on that episode just recently. So, dude, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, don't want to, you know, know. shout out Pete. Appreciate us. Yeah. Dedicate this episode to him for sure. All right, dude, let's rip an email and then let's uh, get out of town. Love that. Love that. Um, Okay. This one is called Scarring Sexual Encounter. Oh, boy. Um, And so we we were sort of in, we were interested at where this one ended up going. So it appeared it was going to go one way and it went another way and it was a really good discussion. So we'll, that's just kind of the, the preface and here we go. Love the podcast guys. Instant download every Tuesday and Thursday for me. Appreciate you, dude. You guys spoke a few episodes back about things you wouldn't want your significant others to learn about your past. I thought you guys may get a, at least a laugh out of mine. I'm 35 now and married with a young child, but eight years ago, things were a bit different. I had just come out of a two-year relationship and Tinder slash Hinge had only recently become socially acceptable. So I hopped on for the first time. I quickly matched with a girl and we went on a few dates. I knew things weren't going to work out long-term pretty quickly, but kept it going because she was sweet and I had never casually dated like this before. On our third date, we went out and had one drink. This is important to the story. And then when we went back to her place, uh, and then we went back to her place for the first time. She had a roommate who I hadn't met. And although she was home, it was late on a Sunday night, so her door was closed. We went into my girl's room and hooked up. After finishing, we were in bed, talking, still naked, and she oddly stopped speaking mid-sentence. I glanced over at her, and she was foaming at the mouth, and her eyes had partially rolled back into her head. Oh my god. Freaking out, I jumped out of bed and repeatedly asked her to stop joking. It quickly became clear she wasn't joking stop, when she started convulsing. Stop pulling my leg. Dude, she's foaming at the mouth. <laughs> I know. So what? I, I threw my clothes on and ran to her roommate's room. I nervously knocked on the door and said something to the effect of, I know you don't know me, but your roommate and I went on a few dates, and I think she's having a seizure. Please help. Once her room... Wow. I, I, Siri was just activated on my watch. Sorry, guys. I don't know what the fuck. Demon Siri. Um... 
All right, here, where were we? Uh, I know you don't know. Okay, please help. Once her roommate rushed out, I quickly realized I needed to brace her for the fact that the girl was still completely naked in bed. I told her, call 911. EMS and NYPD showed up within minutes, and her roommate was still trying to dress her when they came in. Realizing how bad the optics were, I instantly feared that the police would assume that I had engaged in some kind of foul play. Thinking that honesty was the best policy, I relayed the whole story to them. They, of course, questioned me about any drugs or alcohol we consumed, but I made it clear that she hadn't done any drugs, to my knowledge, and that we only had one drink at the bar. They seemed to believe me, which gave me some sense of relief. The girl, who was still pretty out of it despite medical assistance, was put on a stretcher and taken to the hospital. Her roommate went with her, so I declined to go. I got a call from a doctor at the hospital at like 3 a.m. that night, confirming how much she drank, if we did drugs, etc. She texted me a few days later, apologized, and said that she had had some kind of uh, some type of chronic seizure disorder, which I had been unaware of, that caused the whole episode. She asked to go out again, but she said she understood if I wanted to move on. I was so traumatized by the whole thing that I just never responded to the text and never saw her again. Ooh. But just wait. So I never told my wife this story, but many of my, fr- my close friends know about it, and I'm still borderline concerned that it will come up one day in front of her. Now that we're married, it won't have any practical effect, but what will she think of me for having ghosted this girl? <sighs> was I an awful person for never responding to her text, or was my reaction totally justified? And if you think I'm an awful person, which is totally fair, what would you have done? Mm-hmm. I, 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 the thing to me that was unexpected about this, I wasn't expecting him to be like, I, I feel guilty. I get it. And he, does, he should feel guilty. I get it. Yes. You know, it's not, it wasn't a nice thing to do. But it's, it's just another example of something from your younger life where you realize I, I chose the wrong response. Yes. And we're all, there's all, we, every single one of us can point to a moment, which I'm sure sometimes we've buried deep within our subconscious or tried to cover over because we're ashamed of it. Uh, and, and however that takes shape, it's like, you know, who can say what's, what's worse. Obviously that story sounds really sad because, you know, this poor girl obviously had, wasn't her fault. Yeah. Wasn't his fault. He did everything right in the moment, but you know, you, you'd hope that your son would respond hey don't worry about it you know obviously right even if he doesn't want to see her again she deserves yeah yes just to hear back and be like don't worry about it i think you know it's best if we go our separate ways like i really enjoyed whatever the nice thing but it's just another one of those moments in life where it's like you know we all have we all have something like that yeah where we're like if people knew that about me and knew that I had responded the way I did, they would not. That'd be, that's a black mark on my resume of life. So dude, it resonates with me particularly because I have a a pretty good friend who, who has seizures and I know how hard it is for him. Like it's, it's embarrassing. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. like, you know, we don't hold it against him. Of course not. I would never, but I know how much maybe that could hurt a person to like get ghosted because of that. This is what I'll say to our friend who, uh, who emailed, um, this is like second degree shitbaggery. You didn't act shitty. You reacted shitty and it's okay. 
You know what I mean? That's well said. Like, it's, yeah. dude, it's okay. You got spooked. You were young. Like, you're fine. Your your wife isn't going to be mad at you about it. Like, and that girl is is fine. I'm sure. Yeah. You the know? fact that you're still thinking about it, I think, means that you're a good guy. Agreed. You know, I Agreed. think you're fine. I think that you could put this to rest. Don't worry about it. If she finds out, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I also don't. I mean, maybe you know better than I do, but I I just don't know that. Uh, you know, he if someone has a seizure and then a person doesn't respond to them anymore, do they carry with them some kind of real self-conscious sort of uh, thing? Like, does that build up their their does that crush their confidence in the way that. To me, seizures are just so are so unavoidable, it's not. It's I, I, I didn't know that people were self-conscious about them. And that's my own ignorance. So apologies. No, dude, it's fine. But like that, you saying that your friend is that, that's the first I've ever heard that anyone would even consider looking at someone who has seizures as like a, a fault or something, or that people who have them would be ashamed of them, yeah. you know? So dude, I've experienced two people having seizures in front of me. One person, it was a much more traditional seizure, falling on the ground, shaking around like a fish on a on a boat, like when you drop the fish on the boat, and 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 I know I know that's fucked up, but you know, like the the traditional seizure. And my friend, his seizures are a little different. They're like it's like he's possessed, and he will be doing things. He'll be like he'll come up to you and he'll sort of like intensely like look at you, and there'll be some foamage. There'll be a little bit of like you know. Uh, do, like doing doing things. I know he listens to the podcast. Um, so I, you know, I, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm like airing out the specifics of this, but I think it's important for people to know. And somebody said this to me, and regardless of what the seizure is like, a seizure is one of the scariest things that you experience someone else doing. Yeah, because when you're doing it, you don't fucking know you're doing it. You don't know right. what you're doing. Right. Seeing it is so scary if you don't know what's happening. Because yeah. at the end of the day, a seizure is a much better alternative than what it could be. You're like, if you don't know, you think they're overdosing. You think they're dying. Like, you don't fucking know. Right. See, if you knew it was a seizure, you'd be like, thank God. You know? Well, some seizures, as I understand it, people that have epilepsy are, are I, 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 boy, I'm, I'm really wandering into territory I'm not that familiar with here. But I think that people with epilepsy who experience seizures, it's not as harmful as somebody who just has a random seizure for the first time. Interesting, yeah. That that sounds correct. I think someone, you know, I knew a kid, I remember, who did not have epilepsy or whatever. He was a childhood friend of mine who out of nowhere had a seizure and it had something to do with, he was in a, a room that had like kerosene lamps and I think the fumes from the lamps triggered a seizure oh, and wow. it was really dangerous. Wow. Or if you've had horrific head trauma, right? Like a bad concussion, or hemorrhage, you have a seizure. Yeah. Those are much more that, dangerous. Like, that's like a stroke. Yeah, right. That can become. Right. Um, okay, Ryan uh, saying that uh, non-epileptic seizures uh, most often caused by mental stress or physical condition. Well, but if anyone knows, covers look, let's call it a, a a call to knowledge. If anyone yes. out there has has more experience or knowledge about epilepsy seizures in general, we would love to hear about it and inform. Right. 
ourselves. I suspect my boy will have something to say about this, so I'm looking forward to Got uh, his response. Okay. Um. Wow, what a fucking episode, dude. Wow, we covered a lot of different things. What Holy a wild moly. ride. Oops, the podcast. We're excited to see you at our live shows. We are excited to, as you guys continue to sort of tell us where you want to see us, we're excited to sort of expand. We're sort of excited to expand. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, again, like I... I don't know why it reminds me of communism, but we're kind of we're growing from the epicenter of of the communist manifesto. And we're most likely going to be places that are drivable first and then flyable. And hopefully before you know it, we will have a Soviet Union of Oops, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we look forward to seeing you guys hit us up. Oops, the podcast at gmail.com. Tell us your stories. Uh, you know, keep messaging us on Instagram and, uh, you know, telling us anything. We love it. We love you. Goodbye.